Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. On today's episode is Next Mike. Mikey moved down from the New York area to bring his rap style and blend it in with Christian culture in Charlotte, North Carolina. He shares his story, his content, and the meaning behind his music with us. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome to the Write It Down podcast. I'm sitting here with Next Mike. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 76ers, Sixers, what's going on? Yeah, here? 76ers. So my favorite player is Allen Iverson. And this is a polo, you know the brand polo, right? Ralph like, Lauren. Okay, golf? Yeah. No, croquet. Um, croquet. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Polo Ralph Lauren uh, is a cool brand. But anyways, they kind of took the bear. This dude basically put Alan Iris's jersey on it. So I wanted to just sport it. He's my favorite basketball player. So. Okay, why? Um, the way he played was just revolutionary. Also, on a serious note, though, okay. he brought this like before him, like people didn't really know how to like dress in the NBA or they just didn't really care about like style. Mm-hmm. And he brought this like just like swagger. Like he brought like super baggy clothes in he brought like headbands in um before him a lot of players weren't like tattooed like he brought all that in so he was just like an ultimate expression of like just freedom like he just didn't really care what anybody thought about him and that's why honestly i like i love that but you are not from that era you are from Mm -hmm. long island yeah manhattan manhattan born in manhattan yeah born in manhattan and um lived there kind of bounced around between like manhattan and I was in the Bronx for a little bit, uh, went to Jamaica, Queens off of Jamaica Avenue. And then when I was about 10 or 11, we moved to Long Island, okay. um, which is like the 631, which is where my family still is to this day. But I pretty much went to like middle school and high school in Long Island. Okay. So describe so. life back then for you. Back like... Back man. like childhood, yeah, what made you yeah. who you are today. Mm-hmm. You're here in North mm-hmm. Carolina. You're a Christian rapper now. There oh has to be this like crazy long turn yeah for you. so even just like growing up like new york was always so like just busy hustle and bustle and i think that's why i still love it to this day like i love going back and visiting i don't know if i could live there necessarily um right. because i don't make six million dollars a year oh, um, me either. but no yeah. yeah until this comes out yeah um so we um yeah so like growing up it was just always like hustle and bustle we loved it and we just love the busyness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I loved being able to like my, my grandpa, we just walked to school. Um, and it's, it's weird. New York is like, you always hear these things about like it not being super like safe and stuff like that. But I feel like we were just, that's all we had known. So we were just like comfortable. I mean, we'd walk around and, and chill. Um, the city was fun to grow up in. And, um, I think even to this day, that's where I get all of my like artistic inspiration from just like, everything's just so like out of the box. I feel mm-hmm. like things hit New York, um, like first, I don't know. That's just me though. But, yeah. um, so that was fun. And then when we moved to long Island, like it was super different. So we went from like inner city or right outside of the city. And now we moved to long Island, which is more like just suburban, like outer skirts, um, with houses, you know, not really like on top of each other. And the city was like apartment, apartment, apartment. Um, but I, I love growing up. Um, the fact that I'm a Christian today yeah. is yeah. like, it's it doesn't make any sense honestly and that's just proof that like god stepped in and just intervened yeah don't put god in a box no never never so i was raised um super grateful my parents raised me catholic and uh 
man, like that foundation was perfect. Like, yeah, I've never like doubted the existence of God or anything like that. I've always believed in like the Trinity, like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit and all that stuff. Um, but growing up in the Catholic church, like I didn't really have, um, I didn't have that like connection. Yeah. I didn't have that raw, like just intimacy with God. Um, it was very like scheduled, structured, ritualistic, um, and, and, and things like were that. You sca- like, were you scared of God with like a background like That's that where question, you, where yeah. you feel like you have to confess mm-hmm. or perform yeah. or do a certain thing? Was there this like fear of God, but mm-hmm. almost unhealthy? You felt like you couldn't come to him. I think you actually put it like, I've never even thought about it that way, but yeah. I think you put it really well. Yeah. I had this, like, I would say it was like a healthy fear, but it was also more of a, I, I remember growing up, I used to think like, I used to think we had like sin meters yeah. and like, if mm. I messed up like so much, like he was just like done with me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just a lot of things were just really funky. I, I learned a lot of weird things, but again, I'm so grateful for the foundation. Like yeah, yeah. if I didn't have that, God, no, literally only God knows where I'd be today. Cause you somewhat um, yeah. growing up like that, you have a moral compass that yeah, at least absolutely. keeps you kind of like out of trouble Grounded. in some ways. Yeah. I think we had that mm-hmm. luckily, like me and my brothers being raised in that house, like with that, with the faith, like yeah. we, we didn't really get into a lot of the trouble that, you know, a lot of our other friends that we were hanging out mm-hmm, with got mm-hmm. into. But So what yeah. ultimately brought you to North Carolina? Like what's kind of the, yeah, the um, doors that opened to get you here? It, it was so like, I say random, but it's not random. Right, it was a hundred percent God. But ever since I was younger, like I just always had this desire to like come to the South. I don't know okay. why, like I really have no idea why, but it was like the seed that he planted inside of me. Like I was just going to end up down here. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here like, um, to like play a sport. I didn't come here for, uh, I could have majored in my program, like really anywhere. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't know why. I just feel like I'm being tugged down there. Um, and I had a friend at home. We, we came and we dormed together for a few years. So that was cool coming mm-hmm. with somebody that like you knew and grew up with. Of course. Um, but one, yeah, once I got here, I mean, I just kind of like, I didn't really have a plan, um, other than like, I wanted to graduate and then like go back home. Um, but then Charlotte just like, it just kept me here. Like this is where I needed to be. Okay. And you went to Mm -hmm. college here. Yeah. So I went to UNC Charlotte. Um, I graduated back in 2014 and I was really lucky. I was blessed to be a part of, um, like an, uh, an initial launch dual licensure program for education majors. So I was a double major in elementary education up to like the sixth grade and then special education up to the 12th grade. And um, so they put us through this track and we took a lot of classes for like three years and we graduated with like two degrees and um, been teaching ever since. So So. you're a teacher, but Mm -hmm. you're also Christian hip hop artist. Yeah. How does those two go together? What are the, Mm -hmm. what is the main vision when you think of your life? Does it encompass both at all times? Mm -hmm. Or do you see like an end goal of Mm -hmm. just music or just teaching? Yeah, so teaching, has always been just, I I think it's cool. Like I've always had that calling. Like I was like, Oh, I know I need to teach. Uh Um, I didn't really struggle with like what I was going to go to school for or whatever. I knew I wanted to be like in the classroom, like with kids, like one-on-one especially like special education. Mm -hmm. Um, just that, like that connection. Mm. Um, but yeah, on the flip, like I love like creativity more than anything. Um, and I see them going hand in hand, which is, it's kind of weird saying it out loud, but like me being into like music and design and clothes and, and photography, like all these visual arts things has helped me connect with my kids at school in a way that I don't think I would have ever been able to connect with them, especially some of the older ones. Cause the older ones will like, look at me and you know, I I came in, I was younger and all that, but they were like, Oh, like 
you don't know what's hot and what's what's cool and all that stuff and um we would just have conversations about like music and hip-hop and clothes and sneakers and they were just like they were like oh you're not like a typical like boring teacher, teacher i guess <laughs> or whatever yeah. yeah i was like oh thanks guys um you have style yeah just a little bit just yeah. a little bit with the bear and the I had, sixers I had, you know i had to i had Thank to you. um even like on side note even on like fridays like it would be like casual friday yeah so i'd come in with like just like jeans and like these like really expensive sneakers and they'd all just be like what are you wearing <laughs> like how did you get those like all that stuff so, yeah um but yeah they've played it hand in hand um my ultimate goal like you had said before i would love to always be involved in like the lives of kids okay. um whether that's inside the classroom outside of it whether it's in youth ministry or anything like i always know i want to like be with kids um but i would be lying if i didn't say like a goal of mine would be to go full-time creative yeah, and uh, just kind of be like living off of, you know, music, clothing, graphic design, photography, branding, helping people launch stuff um, and just all those things encompassed. So first song you ever wrote, where were you? Were you in your room by yourself? Was oh, there man. just this like vision that came yeah, to you yeah. and you're like, man, I got to do this. Tears That's are good. flowing. You're by yourself. Like what did that mm -hmm. look like before there was mm -hmm. next Mike? It was yeah. just Mikey. So my, yeah. So before next Mike, uh, I had another like music name, um, mm -hmm. and only like the real ones will know what I'm talking about. You can't even say it here. No, I'll say it hundred oh, percent. I'm not, I'm not ashamed <laughs> of who I was. Um, You're like, oh, maybe some people God know. has, uh, brought us out. So, yeah. um, I used to that? go by, um, it's spelled M I J O, but in Spanish it's pronounced mijo uh -huh. and mijo means in Spanish. It means like my son. Mm. Um, so I mean, even to this day, like that is like, that's where I started. That yeah. will always be like the pillar of like what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, people were just like, nobody knew how to pronounce it. And nobody knows in Spanish that the J goes, <laughs> even no matter how many times I explained it. Yeah. And if you say it really slowly, it sounds like you're calling me a bad word. Mm. Um, so like my Joe, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, uh, anyway, so the first time I wrote a song, it was actually with one of my best friends to this day. Mm -hmm. He's he's like my ride or die. His name is Matty Metz. And we grew up in Long Island together. Mm -hmm. And he just always like believed in me when I was like trash. Like I oh, was using like he's just that's what I'm saying. Like no matter what I do, um, we've got songs coming out together. He's just like an awesome friend, an awesome producer. We used to record like in a little closet, like mm -hmm. and um he really believed in me, but man, like we started recording probably in like 20, just playing around in like 2016, 2017, back at home when I would go visit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we were, what we thought we were making at that time, um, and I still bump it once in a while, but we were just like, yo, this is the best thing that we're ever gonna create. Like, it's not gonna get any better than this. <laughs> and now we listen and we're just, we just laugh. We're like, man, like we've come so far. Yeah. But the first few songs that I wrote, we created an EP. It's called, um, well, the EP is called Road to Forever. There's one before that that I'm not even going to name because I don't want anybody to, like, find it. It's out there somewhere, but y'all can dig in the archives. because That's I don't how I wanna... feel about my first interview. Yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah, it just, like, hurts. It was, like, it training hurts. wheels, like, yeah. grinding against yeah. the floor. Yeah. But um, so the first EP that I put out on, like, streaming platforms was called Road to Forever. Um, just signifying, like, I'm on the road to, like, just eternity. Like, that's mm. my end goal. Um, and that's where I want to be. So yeah, the first few songs we all, I think we wrote like five songs in like two or three days and we like, um, he produced everything. I helped a little bit with arrangement 
and um i just wrote everything and recorded like on the spot mm. and uh we just we did it in like yeah two or three days and it was how old we are were you? proud of it how old are you at this i'm point? 28 <laughs> no how old are you at that oh, point back yeah. then um well that would have been 20 like 16 2017 so i would say about maybe 23 24 so is that like there. when the vision came like of mm-hmm. you wanting to do music and creative arts honestly like no like when i first did that like we just wanted to kind of try it because we had always grown up. We were big hip hop heads, like New York, boom, bap. We grew up mm-hmm. on all these artists. Mm-hmm. So we just loved the music. And like, when we put it in our ears, like something just, you just feel it. And, uh, we were just like, Oh, let's try to do this ourselves. And like, I mean, w- looking back, like Maddie was really good at producing, but like, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so no, I would say even after we put it out, I wasn't like, yeah, this is like what I want to do. Like I'm super passionate about it. Um, I kind of put it out and then honestly, music kind of faded away for a little bit. Um, and after I dropped that, I, it was, it was a while till I put something else out. So I, I didn't have that like aha moment right. when we put that out, but I think God was still like germinating something inside of me. So at what point did you shift from kind of the moral black and white Catholicism mm-hmm. to like personal yeah. relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. wanting to bring glory to his name, yeah. not glory to my Joe's name, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like yes. glory, glory to yeah. him and just really sharing your story. Cause when you go up on stage, like afterwards, yeah. people want to hear your story and mm-hmm. how you got to where you are. So what's the story that you share? Mm. Honestly, like it's pretty much like my testimony, but if I were to give it in like a, more of an abbreviated version, mm-hmm. um, I didn't become a Christian, uh, until like my going into my senior year of college. Mm. Um, but by then I still wasn't really actively like this is in that gap of me, like putting out that project with Maddie. And then I just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So when I gave my life to Christ, my, uh, going into my senior year, music started, like it's, it started like regerminating. And I was like, I was just getting more passionate about it. And I was writing every day and Maddie was sending me stuff. And I was like, this feels a lot more natural. And I think now becoming a, a Christian, I was like, Oh, like this makes sense. Um, but it was hard to do it because when I gave my life to Christ, it's not like everything just, a lot of things changed overnight, but I still had to unlearn a lot of the stuff I grew up on. Mm-hmm. So like what you said with Catholicism, it, um, I, I started like really shifting my perspective after, uh, this, this youth retreat, which is where I gave my life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the whole drive back to New York that summer had a lot of talks and rough conversations with like my parents trying to explain what was happening, but I felt everything like shifting inside of me. And I started to move away from that, um, that ritualistic rule following, um, surface level, like faith that I had behavioral faith. Yeah. The, yeah. You said it perfectly. Mm. Like it was behavioral. Um, and, uh, it just wasn't really, it wasn't personal. Um, but once I started learning more about like Jesus and the relationship that he wanted to like have with me, um, and I, I picked up a Bible for the first time, like ever intentionally, um, that's when I started to like, my mindset started to shift. I looked at like, even the type of music I would listen to changed, um, the way I would like treat people, the way I would talk to people, um, my relationships with, with guys, with girls, like everything was just different. Um, so that's kind of when it started shifting. It was a tough shift though. Cause when you yeah. grow up in it, like your whole life and you, you do all these like funky things, it's hard for somebody to tell you or for you to learn and have that epiphany. Like, wait, I was doing it wrong. Like mm, unlearning. this is, yeah, I have to unlearn. And now like how that conversation it. go with your parents, it was hard. It was really rough. Um, and like praise the Lord for just like restoration and like understanding and being faithful, like in your faith. Um, 
those initial conversations were hard. Um, I went home that summer and um, it was understandable though. Like my parents were really upset. They had kind of thought I like, I didn't change for the better. They thought it was like for the worse. They thought I was going to be like a crazy person. They even used the word like cult and stuff like that. Uh, like Jesus freak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and, uh, so obviously like now I'm like, Oh, that's not bad. Jesus freak. But back then <laughs> but they, were, like, they were like, what's yeah. happening to my son. And, um, my mom and I growing mm. up, like, that's my, like, she's amazing. I love her so much, but we just butt heads so much. And, um, so we, we kind of knocked a lot on, on the concept of like, she was like, well, what do you mean you're changing? Or like, you've changed. What does that even mean? Cause again, like they grew up in the Catholic church. None of this relational stuff happens. You don't change. No, you just church. stay the yeah. same. Yeah, you, you wake do up, the you same go, thing. you, you, uh, mm. you say your prayers on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday, you really just do whatever you want. Honestly, mm. you, you're a, you're a good person. But as we know, like, that's not enough. Um, I think so, that breaks yeah. my heart the most mm -hmm. is when you meet really, really good people mm. and you're like, yeah, philanthropists, but you're not like going to go to heaven if right. you don't know Jesus. That's just, it's, and that's a, that's a hard truth. conversation to have. Yeah. So I was kind of talking to my mom and dad that summer at home, even my brothers, they were much younger, but they were just like, they were scared, mm. like being on the outside for like, they were like, what's happening to Mikey? Like what's going on? And I'm trying to talk to them. Like guys, this is really good. But I also didn't want to sound like weird or use words that they didn't know. Like <laughs> Christianese been, too yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. been like changed. Like, dude, like I've got the Holy spirit inside of me and they're like, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's a cult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, like I said, rightfully so they were concerned because they love me and I'm their kid, but Oh my gosh, that was years and years ago. That was in mm. 2013, 2014. Okay. And now we're in 2021. And like, my parents are so much closer, like to Jesus. My brothers are closer. Wow. Um, the conversations we've had, especially like my mom and I, like, it, man, she's just changed. And I think a lot of it is just like my obedience, like to my faith. And just, I think she was probably waiting and my dad mm -hmm. were waiting like, oh, this is a phase or he'll snap out of it. Or mm -hmm. I just want my, you know, I want my boy to be a boy. I want him to go out and like do his thing and have fun. Yeah. But when they saw that I was like serious about it and that I was like genuinely changed, um, they were just like, this is different, but like, he's, he's better for it. Right. You know right. I mean? Right. And then they just started asking a bunch, a of, bunch questions of questions. And all that, that, stuff, yeah. that phrase that you said, obedience mm -hmm. to your faith, mm -hmm. when you maybe on the outside of Christianity yeah. hear, hear the words obedience, mm -hmm. I'm, sh I'm sure it makes people feel a little scared, like obedience, it is, what it's is a that? Strong word. You know, yeah. it is no. And, yeah. but I've been challenged with that in my mm -hmm. own faith of like, so what does obedience in your faith really look like? For, for me, I think if you even go back to the Bible, like it's, I think if you are obedient in your faith, you're going to see, like people are going to see the results. Right. So we talk about like bearing fruit. Mm. So my family noticed, like my mom and I, like I said, we always butted heads like every other day in high school, even in college, we were like 700 miles away and we were still like fighting here and there. Um, distance did like help a lot. But, um, once I gave my life to Jesus, like I felt just I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't be inclined to like have the last word all the time. I wouldn't be inclined to argue or butt mm. heads. You know, we would maybe get into like a little like riff or disagreement, but it would just, it would end and it would just be like, you know, like, I love you, mom, or like, we love each other or whatever. So I think like bearing that fruit, like joy, patience, love, kindness, um, selflessness, all of these things, they started seeing flow out of me even more than 
Because like I said, before I was a Christian, I still would have considered myself a decent person. Right. Um, but um, it was just a different type of like love that was being ex- exhibited. So I would say like, you'll be able to tell if you're obedient in your faith by like the way you treat other people, but also what people tell, like when people speak to you and they're like, oh, you've changed, you've changed or like, yeah. oh, you, you don't get as mad as easily or whatever mm-hmm, the case mm-hmm. is. But I think, I think the conversations you have with people, you'll be able to kind of tell like things that are happening. So as a, a Christian man, how mm-hmm. would you, if, if men are watching this right now or listening yeah. to this, I think there's this, um, perceived notion that mm-hmm. if you're a man and you are a Christian, yeah. there could be perceived weakness, That's but good. we know yeah. on the other yeah. end, there's mm-hmm. really not, we know that Jesus was all strength mm-hmm. as well. Like he wasn't just this little mm-hmm. meek guy yeah. that didn't yeah. know how to navigate right. conversations. That's and yeah. so from a male perspective, mm-hmm. where have you found more strength, more confidence? Um, and just like, yeah, that lack of like insecurity, cause we all have mm-hmm. insecurities, but when, especially with men, when they rise up with who God's called them to be, there's this, like this quiet strength that occurs. That's good. So how would you describe that, that that's happened in your life, maybe yeah. even in your marriage or, yeah. or how you, you said you changed with the way you related to women when you got saved Absolutely. and like all these different yeah. things. So how would you describe that, um, from a male perspective? Yeah. Good question. Um, so I think one word you said that was really big was like insecurity. So as guys, we always want to be like the honcho in charge. Like we want to be like, we want to be leaders, right? Mm-hmm. I think God designed us specifically to be like leaders, mm-hmm. like to lead households and, and communities and things like that. Um, but, but for me, like I look at it as, as a human, we can only, like a guy can only do so much, right? So you're always going to be comparing yourself to other people and you're going to be comparing yourself to yourself yeah. and you're, as you grow and like mature, you're never gonna, you're never going to be enough, honestly. So I think the beautiful thing about Jesus is like, you're like, if you're a hundred percent, you have a hundred percent meter on you and you are 99% full, you're, I feel like that's the most you're ever going to get. Um, I think Jesus comes in and truly like fills that void where you don't have Mm -hmm. to like, feel like you have to live up to somebody's expectation or am I leading this person the right way? Like there's grace for all of that. So, I mean, we keep ourselves accountable and, and, and we want to like lead and be in charge. But when Jesus comes in, like you just lose that, that notion of like, you know, I'm a guy, like I need to do all this by myself. I can't like put a head on anyone. I can't rest on anyone. I can't rely on anyone. Like I need to take it all and do it. Um, but when Jesus comes in, like it's, it's your, your enough is enough because Mm -hmm. he took care of everything. Mm -hmm. And, and like you said, with men being considered or perceived as weak with Christians, I mean, like. I can't say I've ever even like really thought that I feel like being a Christian has definitely made me stronger because it's been tough. Um, like I've had conversations with people and they're like, Oh, Christianity is easy. Cause like you sin and like, you're forgiven. Like, I'm like, but that's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. like why you're a, you're not a Christian just to get forgiven. Like that's, that's a byproduct of like, that's grace. But again, like we didn't like, we didn't earn that. Like that was given to us like freely. So it's just all these things like they always go around in my head and I'm just like, man, like we really don't deserve much. I can't do everything by myself, but like, like Jesus helps fill that void. So I don't, it's not perceived as weakness to me. I think it's pure strength. Oh, I do too. And I think, okay. So this Mm -hmm. kind of segues into let's talk rap culture. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So let's say like you're on tour one day Mm -hmm. and you're, you're encountering someone like the baby or a little baby or just like the big guys out there right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What would you 
private conversation yeah. with them, tour bus conversation, not thousands, hundreds and thousands of fans and Instagram and all that stuff. You're sitting side by side to one of them. Yeah. How would you minister to them? Oof. How would you go like kind of straight to the gut? Yeah. Because you can, yeah. you can relate to them. You grew up like in New York, yeah. like you got this creative edge, like yeah. you, like you have it. So you'd be able to talk to them more than me, just like my girly wood pod, yeah. like, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but like, yeah. how would you have a conversation yeah. with someone like that mm-hmm. and, t- and tell them who they are in Christ? If you were to reach someone like that. So the Bible talks a lot about, um, like Jesus, people coming to Jesus as they were. Right. Mm. So our goal is not to change anyone like that's not up to us no so i would meet him where he is and i would relate on a lot of things as far as like where he grew up um if we connected on our childhood we would talk about that we would talk about our similar influences with music and things like that and just really get to know him instead of coming right at him right away with like hey man like you need to get saved right the romans road right exactly 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so like i just don't see that as effective um Mm -hmm. god can use anything but from Mm -hmm. like my experiences like connecting with a person just for who they are. Um, and then ministering, um, is, I think it's the way to go. So after I stopped like fanboying, um, and, uh, just kind of like level, <laughs> like, I would, yo, you want to collab? Yeah. Right. For the city of Charlotte, <laughs> um, next baby. But, uh, yeah, I think like I would just, I would, I don't know. I feel like I would just be myself and, yep. and he would just, he would ask all these questions. Maybe he'd be like, what kind of music do you make? And I would unashamedly, like a lot of people were ashamed, like, I would just be like, I make music like for Jesus. Or I would say I, I make Christian rap. Yeah. And like, I don't really care about like the label and he may write me off after I say that. Or he might be like, yo, like I mess with that. Like that's dope. Mm-hmm. And then he might continue to just continue like living his way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, even that little seed, like who knows if we're in like that green room and Mm-hmm. he's like, yo, play me something. And yeah. I'll, I'll unashamedly put something on. And mm-hmm. if he rocks with it, he rocks with it. But I feel like planting seeds, um, would be like, would be crucial. Yeah. And for me, I've gotten to the point where I've been a Christian now for years long. I'm not a, I'm not a baby in the faith anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, like to me, like the baby is insanely talented. He puts Hi. on for the city of Charlotte. Like I love his music. And he's so creative and he flows like nobody else. But at the end of the day, like that's all fleeting. Like it's not going to matter. It's not going to last and he can enjoy it on here. But eternity is, uh, is infinity times longer. Yep. And my biggest concern would be like, does he know Jesus and does he have a relationship? Mm -hmm. So if the opportunity presented itself, I mean, yeah, I would just be like, yo, Mm -hmm. here's the gospel. Like as candidly as I could put it. I love it. And it wouldn't have to be articulate. I wouldn't have to be like, what do I need to say? What do I need to say? Grab follow, the pulpit. Follow. Yeah. Follow, <laughs> follow me over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything. Yeah. I would just, I would just let it flow and I, I wouldn't leave that tour bus or whatever Mm-mm. without like letting him know like what I was about and how he could find that hope. Cause he talks about some dark stuff in his music. So, you know, yeah. he's got these voids that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, Hey, when you talked about this, I understand that. And I get that. But like, Jesus can fill that. Yep. Um, and it's up to him whether he wants to receive it or not. Mm-hmm. But that's honestly how I would approach no, it. No, I love that. Well, and I, mm-hmm. I love what you said too, is that he has some like dark stuff in his music. I think a lot of times, and, and maybe I'm just, this isn't true, but I feel like a lot of times for Christians we're like, okay, we don't listen to that. We don't watch that, which right. is good. I do right. believe in that. But yeah. I also have found at least with the industry that like mm-hmm. we're trying to push into, right being aware of what's out there is a really good thing because you do hear the hearts of people through Mm -hmm. their music or through what they, what they post and things like that. Granted, we need to like 
take that with a grain of salt and be like, all right, I don't need to be consuming all this all the time. I agree. But I think there's some beauty in the fact that you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Mm-hmm. You feel you have these gifts and talents that he's given you and these doors that are opening. Right. You have no idea who you're going to meet. And I yeah, think absolutely. like there's this like, at least for me, I have this like you're like this yearning mm-hmm. for people in the spotlight for some reason. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, I want to meet them. I want to get their autograph. It's mm-hmm. like. Who's saving them? Yeah. Who's good, talking yeah. to them? Right. Who's on the tour bus with them? Mm-hmm. Who, who are these? Like, who's I don't care if I'm never, yeah. Who, I don't care if I'm never yeah. ever known in my entire life. But you think about those people in the green room mm-hmm. and, and things like that, that I'm just like, who's getting them? I mean, I do believe that, that there are Christians that we don't even know that are just surrounded by these yeah, people, which because sure. God yeah. is sovereign. But I just think it's so cool to meet a creative mm-hmm. like you. That's like, yeah, I'm well aware of what else is out there. And I'm well yeah. aware that these people are hurting and I'm well aware right. of the lyrics in these songs. Like I say that all the time when I listen to Post Malone, <laughs> so, so good, like, so like gifted. literally one of the most gifted people, yeah. him. And like, you even think of like Bruno Mars, just some of these people. Once with so much yeah. talent and you're like it'll yeah. for what yeah. like when michael jackson died mm. I cried my eyes out and i was like where yeah. is he where is he yeah. where is we like that's where my, that's where my mind yeah. goes and i'm just like who's getting these people and same. and we kind of chatted a little bit before this interview about doing things with excellence yeah uh, when you're a christian it's we don't use christianity as a cop-out to do things subpar I yeah i, I think that like we should we are called to excellence you think about the table that he has set before us is mm. excellent it's not a short yeah. change you right. know and so i i think about that i'm challenged with that in my own craft of like okay don't just use like like your Christian conversation mm-hmm. as a cop out to not be a good interviewer. Yeah. So I have yeah. to refine that. I have right. to learn how to introduce guests better, which I don't even know if I did that today. Cause I'm just like, hey, you know, it's but, yeah, but yeah. it takes a while. You got to warm it up. But at the same time, it's like, we are called to live above reproach that's good. and that's not just by checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of grew up doing, it's like, we're yeah. living in a time now mm-hmm. where we got to get a grip on ourselves here. Uh, 100%. Like I think of like, now even, yeah, yeah, I think of the chosen series. Mm. Excellent. Mm. It's doing such an excellent job depicting the life of Christ. And we talked beforehand of just kind of like when you do, Christian things sometimes it can come across corny, yeah. or it can come across like lackluster. I don't even think I would show new. that to like yeah, I'd show right. that to like Christian kids, right. but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would show that to someone like the baby. Yeah. Like you know what I'm right. saying? And so right. there's this shift that's happening in our society where. Um, Hollywood's kind of shutting down there. There's not a a lot of us are focused more on politics and science of Corona and stuff. Think about all these creatives that Mm -hmm. are being shut down, locked down Mm -hmm. purpose is kind of being, or their platform, I should say is kind of being, and they're face to face with their purpose. And Mm -hmm. so, I I mean, I'm with you on that where you would just kind of meet them where they're at. It's like, God's not trying to give you a personality transplant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not saving you Mm -hmm. to be like, Oh, I didn't like that about you. He refined, I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I'm sure you've seen in your own life. He has refined the things that, um, that you've craved in this life, but he hasn't like just smited mm-hmm. you and be like, eh. yeah. And if I can add to that, the, no, yeah, the refining is like the perfect word because I remember even like, b- like, uh, when I got saved, um, I, like some of the questions I would ask myself would be like, okay, like I'm a Christian now, like, what do I have to give up? Right. Like mm-hmm. I would always look at like, what am I going to miss out on now? Mm. I can't go out. I can't listen to this music. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't see this person anymore. Mm. But like with Jesus, like when he enters your heart, refined is the perfect word, because if anything, I've gained like so much Mm. and he has like 
uplifted these things that have been rooted inside of me, like that music bug, right? Like where I did music uh, with Maddie and then we just stopped for years and then I became a, a Christian and then it like regerminated again. Mm. But now I do it with a different intention. And I do believe also like I've gotten better at it. So it's like, he just, I didn't see that inside of me. Yeah. And then when I became a Christian, like he, he was just like, okay, it's there and now I'm going to bring it out and yeah. use it for like my glory. So Ooh, I um, love that. yeah, I, I think, I think refine is like the perfect word. The the story that I keep coming back to recently in life is Zacchaeus. Mm. I don't know why it's just kind mm. of been placed on my heart, but you know, Jesus like sees Zacchaeus yeah. and he points him out and he's like, I want to go to your house. Mm. I think about that. I'm like, I, number one, want to receive Jesus in that way where he's like looking me and I, yeah. I want to come to your house. Right. Yeah. Like I want to spend time with mm-hmm. you because he made everybody feel like they were the only person. And he does he that really, with us as well. He really does. Like, I yeah. don't know how he does it. Praise God. He does it, yeah. but he makes it so personal that you're like the only person he sees mm. like the, the, the woman at the well, yeah. or, you know, wow. or right. like right. you think about that. And like, right after he does that, that's when he goes and he throws merchants out of the synagogue mm. and you're just like, dang. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he just, real like, deal. yeah, he's mm-hmm. a real deal. And I think about that of like my own life, I grew up, um, a Christian, but kind of almost in my own head, mm-hmm. very black and white, very yeah. performance. Like if you do this, you get this result. You don't do this, you know, mm. eh, you know, you might Absolutely. be on the, yeah. which is so not grace or yeah. so not Jesus. But I mean, I think about that in my own life of like, I want him to look at me as Zacchaeus mm-hmm. and then come in here and throw out all the religion. I want him to just kick it out. I want him to be like, what are you doing in my father's house? This is my temple. I'm his temple. And so I think if we got um, a grip on that Mm -hmm. in our own lives, especially people that um, have a calling to be on stage Mm -hmm. or a calling to have this platform of like, when you're on stage, I I mean, I can guarantee just knowing, like knowing just a little bit of your heart, Mm -hmm. you're not up there trying to perform. It's mm. not this performance based. No. I want, it's just, you're doing it. Yeah. Like the, the, something switches in you from like, okay, now yeah. I'm here trying to perform right. to like, no, I'm just going to let God do his yeah. thing. I'm just going to let him use me. I'm going to yeah. move out of the way. Results are going to be a million times better. Mm. Like, cause people can spot out phonies. People can spot out performance. Oh, I can yeah. spot it out myself. I yeah. can't imagine like yeah. what other people feel right. when they're engaging in anything creative that I put out there. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network, so show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with write it down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. With your music, what is like one of the songs that is probably the nearest and dearest to your heart, whether it's where you were writing it, uh, whether it's just only a few people have listened to it, but it's just so special to you, um, your inspiration, you know, what is that song that you're just like, dang God, I can't believe we're doing this together. Oh, that's hard. Um, You're like I love all my songs. No, <laughs> I, I think they're all. Yeah, I think they're all decent. Yeah. Um, I would say so. I've got one of my um, one of my best friends. His name's Preston, mm-hmm. and 
him and I put out a project called Trap Ship. Mm-hmm. And, I've listened to it. Uh, yeah. Ran to it today. Yeah. Oh, You're thank welcome. you. You're thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but Trap Ship is uh, pr- pretty much it's like it's like being trapped in our worship. Like it's just a hybrid of being trapped in worship. But um, mm. so we like we made this song and we kind of did it by like accident. I think the best things are just done by accident sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we made a song called Lonely Kids. And that song is so, it's crazy because it's like upbeat, um, but it's also melodic, but our lyrics in that song, like we were super vulnerable and we just kind of touched on our past and like where God has brought us. And I still listen to that song. I think some artists put, put their songs out and then after a while they kind of get sick of it. Like a lot of people can't listen to their own stuff, but Lonely Kids and a few others, but specifically Lonely Kids, like is one song that. I don't get tired of listening to because I remember where I was walking with Christ at that point in my life. Mm. I remember what Preston was doing. I remember where we were. Um, it's like you have experiences in life and you just remember everything about that moment. Mm. So like we remember like I remember what I was wearing and where we were recording and I remember us writing and all that stuff. But in Lonely Kids, like my first verse is um, it says, you know, lost boy coming up so quick. God found the Amber Alert. So that's just me mm. like literally like being lost, but in, in the midst of a literally one night, God worked on me my whole life, but one night, you know, when I stood up and gave my life, like that's it, he found me like immediately, right? And I was just an Amber Alert. Like I was just out there, like I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody can save me. Nobody could have found me but him. Mm. Um, so, and then my next line is NXT over OLD because I'm done with the hurt. So NXT is the beginning of my name, next mm-hmm. Mike, just without the E. And I call myself next Mike because like I am actively living out like the next version of myself. Mm. So like the old Mike is dead and gone is non-existent. And this next version of me has been like redeemed through Jesus. So with that, like that line NXT over OLD. So like the next over the old, um, it's just constantly going back to like, I was really messed up, but like now I'm good, but it's not because of anything I did. Mm. It's just because of what he did for me and, and him like snatching me up. But yeah, that song, that verse, like, just really, like, it just speaks to me. And I just don't get tired of listening to it. Mm, so. I love that. Yeah. How, um, with your music, mm-hmm. is it like, it'll just come to you like a thought of your next song? Or are you just like, oh, that's what I want to write about? Or- no, yeah. So I write, um, weird thing about me, I've, I do it a lot less now, but I, or I do it a lot more. I don't really write lyrics down as much anymore like i usually write or come up with lyrics like in the car Mm -hmm. um it's really easy for me to write in the car like i'll just play beats on youtube or i'll make playlists and it'll just cycle through and something comes on and i just start like freestyling or i'll scat or hum a melody or sing or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. and um i'll record it either on a voice memo or it'll just stay in my head but after i do that i'll go back and listen and i'm like okay, this is the one, like, this is going to work. And as far as writing, I just, I just say like words in the car. And then when I get home or whenever I get to where I'm going, I'll just take out my notepad real quick. And I'll be like, okay, I don't want to lose this idea. So let me figure out what I was doing or what I was thinking about. Um, but yeah, my, my inspiration behind writing every song that I make is super intentional Mm -hmm. and they're all like for the sole purpose of like glorifying God. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to my songs, I have a rule that I kind of made up like uh, an informal rule for myself, but I call it like, it's kind of like the rule of fours um, in the sense of like, 
I don't want to go more than like four bars or four measures without making a reference to God mm. or to Jesus or the mm. Holy Spirit or mm. and it, it doesn't have to say like Jesus, God specifically, but it's pretty obvious if you listen and read the lyrics. So I just try to make sure that that's in every song, um, whether it's a hype song that you can like run to or work out to, or if it's more of a worship song where you just kind of like sit and like just cry and yeah. like worship. Yeah. Um, they're all really, really intentional. So that's kind of like, that's my motivation behind writing mm-hmm. is like how I want to make songs that all sound different, but like one person that may not ever really care about anything I'm doing, they'll hear that one song and it's like, oh, that was made for, for them. Yeah. Like they've got a sound that they're looking for and I can give them that with like mm-hmm. diversity. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. It's like a yeah. kaleidoscope. I like, like that. doesn't yeah, that's like, um, and I think about that even just with God is like each season of my life, I feel like I see a different aspect of mm-hmm. God's character yeah. and you, we'll be finding that out our whole lives because he's, he's infinite, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's just like a really cool way of even thinking about music. It's like, mm-hmm. it could be more of a worship song. It could be more of a rap style song. It could lead somebody to listen to the other song exactly. or another yeah. artist that you, that you featured with, right. um, to ultimately bring them, um, to Christ what has been like the longest season of your life of like prayer and tribulation and what did you reap from it? Mm. Music wise, creative wise, maybe moving. Yeah. Oh man. That's a, yeah, that's a loaded question. That's heavy. No, that's loaded. Yeah. So I unpack like it, it. I'll sit here. No, I'm good. No. <laughs> I'm good. I yeah. think so recently, um, I've never put as much like planning prayer and like preparation. I'll look the three P's. Um, I've never like, four, four, yeah, four yeah, bars. Point, yeah. That's, that's yeah. that was good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's good. So yeah, nice job. yeah. So like, I don't think I've ever put that amount of like planning, preparation, prayer, all that stuff, honestly, into like this next body of work mm. that I'm going to be like releasing. Um, even like talking to like my wife with like, she's helped me go through and like even allocate, like we have to be wise with our finances too. So like, I've been praying like, you know, give me a number of how much I need to put towards marketing, yep. features, promo, yeah. um, playlist pitches, engineering, mixing, like all this stuff, um, production and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've, I've never put out like a, a solo project, yeah. but, um, just been working on this like little piece of work for a while and I won't give like too many like details. Yeah. No spoilers, yeah. Please. yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't give too many. But, um, I think this body of work is like a true reflection of just like, like we said, obedience in the faith. Um, I think at one point I had like almost, I had like 20 over 20 songs and I kind of cut it down like to a much smaller number. And, um, just this season leading up to it has been really like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I just, I don't know. Same doors I feel like open. I've, and, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I've worked really hard. I try to do everything I do with excellence, but with this specific piece of work, like, I don't know. I think I've been a lot more intentional with it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to really listen to, like, how God wants me to, like, release it. Um, and it's it's been years. So it's okay. I'm, I'm trying to listen because... Like if I, maybe if I wanted to, I could have put it out a year ago or whatever, but I just, I don't feel like it was time the right yet. time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And especially seeing with the pandemic, I feel like oh, for, yeah. for Christians, mm-hmm. especially put us in a posture of prayer, mm-hmm. like this whole That's year good. has been this like, okay, you've given me this dream or mm-hmm. you've given me this calling. And I thought I saw it going this way. Then pandemic happens. Yeah. 
And then it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. this again has postured us mm-hmm. to be more prayerful, to be aware of who's in our, who's in our circle, yeah. to be aware of who's praying for us, to mm-hmm. be aware of like where we're connected. And all of those little nooks and crannies play a role in what you put out there later. Like I That's even good, think yeah. about that, like with my podcast, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I go on the mic like once every two weeks, but the, the girls I'm meeting every Wednesday for Bible study or the people that I yeah. work out with or the right. people, all of those little details add up to getting me in the seat to do an interview. And so right. I, I even think of that now, even when I watch like TV or I listen to music, mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder what every nook and cranny was that led Leading them to that to song that. Yeah. or that led them up to that interview. Or like when um, I had an internship with Conan O'Brien out in LA, as soon as the camera oh. turned off, you got to see the the guest for who they were, like in the yeah, green room. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder, like they probably had coffee this morning. They probably yeah, got, maybe they got yeah. in a fight with their kids. You yeah. like wonder about that, but ultimately it leads you to your seat or, mm-hmm. or, or what you're doing in your life. And so I think that um, the pandemic has really shifted that a lot. And it's honestly mm-hmm. given us a, um, my brother-in-law says this, but like a season of sowing, That's, like, yeah. but like sow your seeds. Agree, 100%. We don't know yeah. like what it's going to bloom into, mm-hmm. but we do know who the gardener is. And that's yeah. super exciting to be mm-hmm. on this side of the sewing. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about your project that you're going to be releasing that we're kind of keeping Pre- on the DL, but kind of not because yeah. we're going to blow it up. More info. Yeah. Coming yeah. It's soon. fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back sure. with that. Um, sure. no, yeah. but I love it. There's a few other questions that I have yeah. for you, um, before we get to, to our rapid fire and our write it down. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I love picking people's brains mm-hmm. about prayer and yeah. where they've seen God answer prayers. Does, is prayer effective? Why are mm-hmm. we invited into prayer? Yeah. What's your take on prayer? I think, I think, well, yeah. So prayer is obviously, if you're a Christian, um, Mm. I don't see how you like, wouldn't pray. Pray. Um, it's like, it's like one of the pillars, like the facets of our faith. Um, prayer is awesome. Uh, Our pastor, um, at vision church, pastor Tyson, he's talked about prayer a lot. And you know, you have sometimes people, Christians and non-Christians like, Oh, if you're, you know, non-Christians might be like, Oh, your God is so mighty and all that stuff. Like, why are you praying for these things to happen? And they don't, or why Mm. are bad things happening all around the world and Mm. all that stuff. And, uh, pastor Tyson touches on it really well. Like prayer is, is like a pivotal, like it's part of your arsenal as a believer. Um, but also like a, a Christian who doesn't pray, I would just question like, are you really like saved? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's so powerful and it's cool how God will, like answer those prayers and it, but it just might not always look like what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think praying with like selfless intent is always really important. And then also praying for other people as well. I know like my wife and I have been like super intentional about trying to like I, on my notepad, I have like a list of people. So if I talk to them throughout the day, they're like, Hey, can you pray? And I'm just like, either a, I'll pray like right there. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get better at that. Or I'll take out my notepad and I'll just be like, Oh, like, let me write this down real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing that the other night, but just trying to be intentional with it. And, and I think prayer shifts a room Mm -hmm. and I think prayer affects non-believers just as much as believers. Um, so I think if, if you are a Christian and you're praying with somebody, they may feel a little weirded out, right. Or like with all the Christianese, like lingo, (laughs) like what's going on, Guide us, lead us. but I, I I can't, I can't help but think like, like his word goes forth, like it can't return void. Mm. So I think even like, even people that aren't of our, aren't of our faith. Mm-hmm. It's, it's doing something. It's yeah. doing something. That's a seed being planted. That's something being sown. Like, um, and I think God uses all that. Yeah. 100%, I so. love that. One of yeah. my favorite, um, 
passages to go to is in like Daniel nine and 10. Hmm. And a lot of churches, um, do the Daniel fast and things like that. But something that always interests me as of recently, I don't want to say always, I just discovered this. It's not like I grew up being like, this is so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But at this point, my faith, when Daniel was praying, he fasted, um, for 21 days and the, um, Chief Angel Michael told, Mm -hmm. I I think it was Gabriel, um, to go to Daniel. Mm. And the angel comes to Daniel and says, I heard your prayers. The chief angel sent me here. I was held up with the Prince of Persia for three weeks. 21 days and three weeks are the same amount of time. Yeah. And the the angel said to Daniel, I heard you because of your humble heart and your humble prayer. Wow. And I think about that Mm -hmm. of just like, if you're a Christian, and you pray, you 100,000% believe in spiritual warfare. Like yeah. you just, that's just, not even a question. this is not even a question. It's not mm-hmm. about flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And so when I read that more recently, I was just like, man, Lord, like timing, yeah. look at that timing that he was, he was fasting for 21 days mm-hmm. and the angel's like, Hey, sorry, you know, not even sorry, but like I was held up over here in a different battle, right. but I was sent to you right. because of your prayers were being heard. And so it does shift things. It, mm-hmm. it might not, it might seem like this realm is taking a little longer to shift, but the realm we can't see is always shifting. That's I good. believe on the power of our prayer. And like you right. said, I don't, it doesn't look the way that we thought it would, but it doesn't mean he doesn't answer it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean he, we don't get like a better result or a good result. I think it's more or less, it doesn't happen the way that we thought it would when That's it so comes, when it comes together, you right. know? And so I even mm-hmm. think about that with wanting to have a show one day when God like planted that seed in my heart, I like, felt it. Like I was just like, man, and I just took the next step to get there. But I never would have thought it'd be in my hometown with Mm -hmm. a podcast, with the guests that I've had and all those things. And so it was like immeasurably more than I could ever ask or imagine, but it wasn't the way I thought it was like, especially having an internship out in California. I was like, Oh, like I'm going to get a job out on TV. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But God circumvented it. And now I'm so thankful because Mm -hmm. I'm not in LA or New York during a pandemic trying to make it like he knew that was going to happen. And so it's like, it's not that, um, like our, our desires do when you're a believer coincide with the Lord, like we abide in him. And mm-hmm. so I just think about that of like, now when I pray, knowing that story, I was like, you're the same God of the old Testament. Yeah. Now I have an intercessor with me at all times. Like you intercede yeah. for me and things I don't even understand. Yeah, and so yeah. that's like, that is what I feel as though the Christian culture, um, is getting back, I should say. That's like, good. I feel like this pandemic has brought about that type of praying. Yeah. Like, shift things that I can't see, Lord. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think, like, with the pandemic, too, like, it's it's not anything that any of us can avoid. And going back to your other question, too, about just prayer in general, yeah. like, the the pandemic has been a godsend, like, for my wife and I. Um, it's, uh, I know a lot of people are going through so much and, and we acknowledge that and, and we pray for people, um, a hundred percent, but having the time, you know, being able to work a little bit more from home and, and being able to dive into things just deeper in general, we wouldn't always be able to like put a hundred percent of our time towards what we want to do. Mm-mm. So like my wife is a phenomenal, phenomenal photographer. Um, she's working on taking that next step. She wants mm-hmm. to eventually like down the road, go full time. And yeah. I think she can do it, but I think also like the pandemic, People were still taking photos. Um, music was still being made. She was still talking to people. I was still going to the studio, like all this stuff. Um, but like one of the biggest blessings that came out of this pandemic, which now it's been 
mm-hmm. was it probably March, I think, um, mm-hmm. is when everything started to like really like halt. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at a year, and over the over that year, like I've 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 prayed so much about like I think God created me with the personality to like just mess with people, and also to. Um, <laughs> And like, <laughs> and like, uh, I did not think that's what you were going to say. Be, oh, like, what you gonna say. I thought like, I don't know, like minister, you went oh, mess no, with people. No, mesh with people. Oh, I thought you said mess. Oh, you thought I said mess? That's why I that's laughed. A, I why was would like, God, no, that's terrible. No, I, I didn't know if that was like oh a gift. Gosh. I don't know. No, like just well, mess like with sarcasm. Yeah, I really I feel, like... I really feel called by God to just mess with everyone <laughs> I meet. No, like, like, okay, so mesh. Okay, be. It's mesh a, mesh yes mesh yeah so yeah. i feel like i'm I glad your that. name's not my joe Me- yeah <laughs> I, don't think, we, I don't think we could yeah no that, that's a scratch i don't understand your words mm, okay no. restart so, no, mesh. No, you're good. Mesh, for those listening yeah. mesh mesh with people in the sense of like just building that relationship pushing people okay and and bringing like the best out of them forming mm. these networks and, and things like that mm-hmm. um so like at the beginning of the pandemic really feel like he planted a seed inside of me to like bring a group of artists together and form a label, like a, a collective. Mm-hmm. And, um, by like the, like the grace of God and his plan and his will, like, wow, when was it? Maybe like, it was a little over a month and a half ago, maybe, um, everything leading up to it, planning, rollout, marketing, all that stuff. I had the privilege of bringing four of my best friends, artists to our house. And like, we, we saw, we signed them. Wow. And it was just like that, that's what plays in my head, like being like faithful in your faith, um, and being like obedient and taking something like a, like a pandemic and flipping it around and God using it for his glory. And just having that, like, I guess that selfless mindset. Like mm-hmm. I want to see other people flourish way more than myself. It's just mm-hmm. more fun to see your friends, like doing stuff they love, yeah. but all that being tied to your, like, to your previous point, like it, it was all rooted around like obedience and just like prayer because not people start stuff all the time and stuff always dies out right Mm -hmm. um i was talking to somebody on the phone earlier today actually like i forgot what insane percentage or statistic of businesses like just fail within like two or three years i think Mm -hmm. it's 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 definitely above 50 percent, but it's it was way higher i think and um with being able to pray and really seek god's wisdom like hey is this something that i need to be doing him giving that clarity and that confirmation i can already tell like this is it's for the long run. And I don't think without like prayer or listening to his calling, like, I don't think that would have happened. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love that. He, um, yeah. that he sustains things. Yes. And I, and I yes, love that too, good. where it's yeah. not like this. Oh, I lost my job. I lost my purpose. It's like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. investing in something that, that is a legacy that's gonna, right. you know, right. uh, transcend. I, I love that too, of like wanting other people to flourish. It's I so think, much fun. Like, yeah. It really when is. I yeah. think it's, um, and Jeremiah before that, verse everybody quotes of I know the plans I have for you because yeah. yeah but before that it's the Lord leading his people into captivity yeah. and he says when the city will thrive you Thri- will thrive right and so that is right. what we should be doing right now mm-hmm. like we should make others around us thrive yeah, this should I not agree. take us by a surprise mm-hmm. this should not be like oh my gosh like yeah. this is out of control yeah I think in the beginning that like natural like fear has like occurred but that's just something that we get to be um we get to be kind of the antithesis too. It's yeah. like, we know that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. We know mm-hmm. that this does not escape his hand. Like there are truths mm-hmm. that can keep us mm-hmm. stable. And like, when we do have dreams that are being birthed during this pandemic or mm-hmm. sustained, or we're seeing doors open or 
you know, another Christianese thing of streams in the wilderness, which yeah, is like right. impossible to have streams in the desert, mm-hmm. but the Lord's doing that for yeah, people. And that's the, the, at the end game, when this all fades, it's mm. going to be the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And right now we are building our testimony. It's not that's even good. we, it's him. He's building a testimony yeah. within us. And you think about yeah. scripture um, and the Bible, every single story in the Bible is just an account of how Jesus came through for his people, you know? And I I think about that. It's like, no, like, okay, I might not be Daniel. I might not be Esther. I might not be Paul. I might not be Peter, but what do we all have in common? The same spirit, you know, that raised Christ from the dead is living inside of us. And and that whole obedience process of, you know, how Christ learned obedience is through his suffering, but it was because of the joy that was set before him right? because he's now seated at the right hand of God, which is where we're seated. Yeah. And we need to get a grip on that as Christians. Really, we yeah, are seated really at the right hand of God. We have everything we need in Christ to live this life abundantly, to live this life, um, just equipped knowing who we are in mm. him. It, it sets us apart. It doesn't make us go, ah, like what is going on here? It, yeah. it should give us this confidence of like, yeah, this makes sense. Hmm. We, we were promised this. We knew that this was going to yeah. happen, but we were also promised eternity with him. We were promised a seat at the table. And I think hmm. what you're doing with your, uh, with your music and what your wife will be doing with her photography yeah. in these next coming years, hmm. you are going to see just doors that were impossible open because that's, that's who he is. Every yeah. single story in the Bible is this, this crazy leap of faith of being mm-hmm. like, are you sure? Like, yeah, you sure it's yeah. going to rain? Cause I'm building an ark right now right. and I look like a psycho, right. you know, like that's just, if <laughs> yeah. we're going to believe that's yeah. the God we serve, we got to believe that's the God we serve mm-hmm. and that he doesn't change. And you guys thought this was a podcast. This is a sermon. <laughs> that's what this is. Thank you so much. That's what this Anyways. Is. Yes. Um, Testify. Yes, we yes. are here to mess with people. Was, no. <laughs> Just yeah, you thought this was a podcast. I'm this sorry. Ooh, this is the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Up that was here. good. That Anyways, was really good. Um, wow. But I want to ask you a few rapid fire Let's questions. Do it. Let's do it. Um, turtleneck or V-neck? Turtleneck. V-neck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not even a question. Oh my god. Can I say mock neck? What's a mock neck? It's like a turtleneck. But it's a little like it's a fake one. It kind of well, it folds. The, it, you can fold it down a little bit, so it's got like the oh. um, what's the word? That's the, worse. The width? No, it's not. It's, it's better. Not good. I was gonna actually wear my black Nike like long sleeve one. Mock neck. So I'm glad I didn't. Do they advertise it as mock neck, or did you make that up? No, it's called a mock neck. Yeah. Okay, I trust you. Um, tide so. or gain for your laundry? The what, what, are, are, what are the pods we get? Tide pods. The ones pods. that all the kids were eating like two years tide ago. Tide pods. That's like when Gronkowski okay, yeah. has tide pods. They're pot, yeah. yeah. You asked me what brand of detergent? Yeah, I didn't know if you were like a Myers guy or, you know, like oh you make your I own. My... Does your wife make her own? Because my sister dabbled in that. That went well. Oh my gosh. Why would you do that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I just like my clothes to be clean. Same. So. Worst gum ever. Worst gum? Oof. <laughs> I, know, I, like the, I know the best one. What? Um, I like Big League Chew. <laughs> Wait, what? What's so funny? No, I love that for you. Okay. No. Big League Chew is no. so good. No, it loses You flavor. said gum, right? Yeah. G-U-M? <laughs> Y'all bugging. Gum? No, Big League Chew is so chew? good. N- it loses flavor. When we, get, when we, when we leave here, we're going no, to a gas station that, in the streets and we're going to get okay. Big League Chew. That's the worst gum. That's the... What's your second yo, worst gum? 
This is like what, what's your though. what's your second worst gum? Can you please? Oh my gosh! Help um, me help you. Big league l- chew. Less, l- Does anybody even chew that anymore? Yes, the greatest of all time chew it. Athletes that are just striving for greatness. I've never like, seen one athlete sponsor <laughs> big league chew. Because they don't care about the limelight. They're humble. <laughs> but they're the best. But they're the best. Yeah. Nobody knows okay. them. All right. Worst gum. Um, what's the one that's like really cinnamony and spicy? Big red. Yeah. I don't like that one. Okay. Yeah. I approve of that answer. Fine. <laughs> Gold or silver jewelry? Gold. Testify. Got my Jesus piece on today. <laughs> I do like and that. And my, well, the little pendant is a WWJD pendant that's like silver but primarily gold i got this chain i'm gonna plug my mom real quick and my dad please do you've already done big league chew yeah so. <laughs> oh my gosh mm-hmm. give me the words so this chain was given to me grew up in the catholic church when i got my it was either my communion or my confirmation but i was like in like second or third grade mm-hmm. and i've had the same chain and pendant since then and it's broken like several times luckily we've never lost it it's all been fixed so this means like a the lot world. to me. But gold, yeah, gold if I don't have it on, it's just weird. I feel like I'm off balance. I understand so. that. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with my nose ring now. Except it kind of pokes out, which probably did the whole interview. So thanks no, for telling me. You should have said something. The whole time. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, last question. Apple or Spotify? Spotify all day. Not Praise. even a question. I can't. Wait. When people group text and they send Apple music, nobody yeah. has Apple yeah, music. Absolutely. Besides 10 people. No, that's, Sorry, Apple. No, Spotify is way better. They, they're better for the artist like experience, the consumer experience. Oh yeah. You know, the other side their playlist. Yeah. Just even like distributing music with them, like is, so is just so much easier. They give you more insight. They even do the Spotify, like the Spotify artist. wrapped and all that. Yeah. At the end. So like as a listener, you can get it. And then as an artist, I could see like, who listen to my music like oh you can you can see like oh my gosh it's so it's so awesome wait that's super cool i'll send you like screenshots it's so much it's so much fun just to see like your song that you made in like a little basement and then somebody in like singapore is like listening to it and it just lights up on the map yeah little little drops little pins thank you spotify yeah i love spotify no apple is mm, (laughs) like big league chew anyways we are getting to that point of show where i ask each guest to give the audience something to write down yeah. to remember. So next, Mike, what is your write it down? If anything that you do, strive to do it with excellence, a hundred percent. Especially as Christians, like we talked about earlier, a lot of us think because we are doing it for Christ that it doesn't need to be like perfect, mm-hmm. and nothing will ever be perfect. But in our own humanly uh, abilities, I think we should strive to do everything as excellent as we can. And um, I I just I feel like if it's a direct representation, like my music is strictly for Jesus. Hmm. So why would I not want it to be like of the highest quality? Because somebody that is listening to the baby that may never cross my path. If my music somehow comes up on a station and they come like it comes through their ears. If they don't skip that song just because it sounds good then they're, those lyrics are entering their, like you are whatever you like put inside, mm. right? So like everything that you receive and like, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna come out. So even the type of music you listen to, if, if I'm saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus into this dude's ears, who would never give God like the light of day because it just sounds good. And it's like done with good quality. Mm. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, my, my bits to write down would 100% be anything you do do it with excellence. I love that. Thanks mm. for joining us, Mikey. It was a pleasure having yeah, you. Yeah, likewise.
Oh, are we doing Woogity Woogity? Have you seen that? Please yeah, Rocket Power. Okay, thank you so much. Woogity, woogity, woogity. <laughs> thank you, guys. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to Woodpod. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.